Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to NFL. What is up, y'all? Rollins. Excuse me, Sarah. Uh, two Americans living in Sweden talking about football. Uh-huh. Uh, we're coming remotely again. This is a hectic time of year. Yep. Uh, no time to meet up in the studio. Studios kind of shut down, actually. Oh, they, did it? Yeah, they had their last. Yeah, they were. The, I was there for the last day. Last Thursday, actually. But anyway, mm. that's besides the point. We are still going to come to you talking about football because the studio, we don't need a studio. Hell no. <laughs> oh no, we over here holding it down at home. Uh, I did some mm. Christmas shopping today. Uh, got in the last little bit. I'm still gonna do a couple more things. Gotta stuff some stockings. So, are y'all, you guys have stockings up? Oh yeah. Good. I like that you uh, you, you go on in. Man. Yeah, we got them up. I saw your stockings. You you posted it. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, Finnafel the Finnafel Pod group on Facebook. Facebook, if yeah. anybody wants to join. I should in. post a picture of my stocking. It's a pretty cool one. It's not a Falcon stocking, but it's uh, my grandmother. Is it a Saint? I... Is it a Saint stocking? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's a very personalized stocking. My grandmother, when I was born, uh, knitted me. Uh, a stocking. Wow. And it's got like Santa Claus on it coming out of the chimney and shit. And I've had it, you know, since 1973. Wow. That's crazy, man. So it's pretty cool. That's good it's quality, re- too. That ain't that made in Taiwan shit. It's really funny, too, because the first time I ever celebrated Christmas in Sweden, uh, you know, Swedes do Christmas a little more kind of toned down than than than, yeah. than a lot of Americans do. do. Everything more toned down. Yeah, and the stocking, I'll post a picture of it because it's really funny because the first time I showed up to celebrate Christmas in Sweden, I brought my stocking because I I always have it at, at, at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's long. Like it's like like if you were to wear it as a sock, it would go all the way up above your knee. Oh, wow. Right? Um, and I was like, yeah, here's my – I handed it to, to – they were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to put up my stocking. And 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 they were like – my wife's parents looked at it and they were like uh, – and, and of course they didn't say anything, yeah, right? No, no, they didn't no. want to be rude. But then later my wife comes to me and says, um, my parents are a little worried that you expect them to actually fill that stocking because <laughs> it's so big. <laughs> No. And I was like, no, 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 no. Even my parents, like we used, my parents would cram like, you know, half of the newspaper into the bottom, yeah. you know, just to give it a base, you yeah, know, and yeah. then you put some, you know, and a lot of times, yeah, there was candy, but there was always an orange in there and, yeah. you know, all that kind of crap. So yeah, don't worry. It's all good. But it's a big, it's <laughs> a big that That's what they think about. That's so sweet as man. <laughs> and that they didn't want to say it. They were like, yeah. If you brought that stocking to America, people would be like, I sure as hell hope you don't expect yeah. me to pull that goddamn pull that thing. thing up. Put that big ass sock up on my wall. It's going to be half empty. 
It better have a foot in it if you want it full. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well I'm looking forward to it. It's a couple of days away. Um and uh but we, some football has happened. Yeah, it and, did. Uh, oh yeah, I made a ham by the way. You made a what? A ham. I made Oh, a nice. Ham. Nice. I glazed it up. It's all about nice. the glaze. Yeah, yeah, of like course. A, a honey brown sugar glaze. Just, Perfect. Uh, did my thing, man. A little bit of, bit gonna, of mustard in and all that for the kick, and you know. I'm gonna do that tomorrow. Man, I just, I did it because we're gonna have uh, dinner some elsewhere. So mm. it's like uh, Sandra got the ham, so we said we'll eat a ham early, and that's always been my favorite Christmas food. Yeah. Because um, Thanksgiving has been about the turkey. It's always about the turkey. Christmas, I'm all about yeah. the ham. You know what's funny is that uh, I noticed at the store. I feel like this is the first year I've ever noticed it. Um, you know, Swedes obviously kind of lean more towards the British than the Americans with their um, with the way that they speak English. And I guess I don't know, maybe it's because they're closer or whatever. But anyway, the point you mean is, is they that write it or you say speak it. Well, I think it, well in 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 school they teach okay, school, Brit- okay, okay, British okay, English. Okay, yeah. So I think. Even though they have a, a tight connection to American culture through the music. And our accent. And, they have our accent. Yeah, exactly. But this year was the first year in the grocery store where they're selling they're selling turkey. Um like not frozen. Like it's not frozen. like it's fresh, it's ready to go. Let's go mm. cook this thing. Because that's more of a British thing to do turkey on Christmas, whereas we do it on Thanksgiving. Because uh, okay. I, um, I always <laughs> only buy I never cook on th- on Christmas, I only cook Thanksgiving if I'm here. And mm. I go find the turkey. Yeah. That's all, but there's, there's going to be a turkey. Oh, I'm oh yeah. Going hunting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, it's been some good football this weekend. It was the week of upsets. Yeah, man. Our our parlay. It was close. Missed, it would have missed anyway. Oh, it would have? Yeah, because of the, the uh, Steelers. Imagine uh, how mad you would have been waking up this morning thinking that we're definitely hitting on the parlay and then the Steelers ruin it. Uh, for those who don't know, on uh, on the pregame show, we put together a bet. Uh, parlay being multiple uh, things need to happen for uh, you to win money. And we just put five crowns out there and see how much we can make. And uh, we were very close. Only two games missed. It was the we, – we bet the – the 49ers would win over the Cowboys, which is what pushed us out of the win. Uh, and uh, at, that the Steelers would beat the Bengals. So, mm. That's as close as we've been. If you want to check those out, you can go uh, subscribe. Become a patron subscriber at patreon.com slash SvenFL to, uh, to support and also to help fund our Super Bowl party that we're having. Mm. Uh, and you'll be invited to as a patron. Um, mm. but yeah, football was good. Yeah, it was um, some exciting games. Unfortunately for the parlay, <laughs> the we didn't win all we thought we could win. But the Dolphins won, so that's true. So uh, they did. <laughs> so that's always good. It's more than I can say to the Falcons. The money Dolphins won. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that all day. That is more than I can say for the Falcons, but we will get to that later. Yeah, the Falcons lost. Um, we can go through the flip them, pick them uh, right away just to, to knock out all the scores. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I, you won the talk, You win every week. We might as well just say you. But you won and deferred. I did. I'd never done that before. I won. I deferred. And I beat you 9-7. to seven. 
this week. What? Yep. Okay. I was lucky, obviously. Yeah. Uh, two of those upset. three big upsets. Uh, yeah, I had them. I had two out of three on the upsets. But you didn't call it upsets. I, I had chosen other team, right? Correct. Yeah. Because none of us predicted any big upsets. We we thought that the Jets would, would, would give up a good fight, and they... But, I mean, on, on paper, Chargers, uh, we'll go through the scores in a second, but Chargers, um, Chargers, Jets, and, and Bengals, obviously, were, I mean, that's a, those are all three legit upsets, in yeah. my opinion. Chargers uh, over Raiders? Yeah, I think so. I don't think yeah. that was that big of an upset. Raiders been playing a shitty. A four and nine team versus a, versus a seven and six team? Yeah. Yeah, but the four and nine team hasn't lost any games more than eight points, right? Yeah, but still, it's an upset. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, I mean, you would think the the Raiders are trying to, you know, yeah. they're they're on the playoff bubble, have a good chance of getting back in, um, and they blew it. So, uh, well, they didn't blow it. They, they whatever. We'll get into that. <laughs> uh, well, let's just go through it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So anyway, first game, Chargers uh, beat the Raiders thirty. To twenty seven, yeah, uh, so close. Uh, we talked about this a little, well in overtime too. By the way, we have to mention that. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, when they were both trying to lose. Yeah, it pretty much. Uh, Derek Carr went out early with a some kind of a what a growing injury yeah, injury he hurt his right growing. pulled something yeah. he pulled his growing <laughs> and. Uh, in comes Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Holy crap! I, we had talked about this the other day. I had completely, I I had no idea what happened to Marcus Mariota. I thought uh, he was. Uh, I thought he kneeled before the anthem I, or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just assumed. I guess I just assumed he was just a backup to Ryan Tannehill at this point. Oh, I mean, in Tennessee, yeah, yeah, because he used to play for Tennessee. He was their guy. Um, and then he wasn't their guy. And then suddenly Tannehill was their guy. So I just assumed he was still there. So when he popped up into this game, I was like, Oh shit, Marcus Mariota. And damn, if he was not balling out, like he really came in and made a difference. Yeah. I mean, he made a lot of mistakes too, yeah, which exactly. you would expect from your backup quarterback, but he damn near won this game for them. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see them with, uh, planning as him you know as the quarterback and a defense planning against him sure because you could catch you catch a defense off guard when you just throw in a completely different type of quarterback halfway through the game. i mean completely like it's not even it's almost like playing two different sports between yeah, no, no deep ball and he doesn't really throw deep that much and then he's a threat to run so, and he did and he did run and even ran one in for a touchdown mm -hmm. uh surprisingly he didn't run later when he no. maybe could have. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I remember that play where it felt like, why is he? He like pulled up at the, he yeah. pulled up the line of scrimmage to throw it. And I'm like, look at all that grass, bro. Go. <laughs> go, 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 go. But uh, I'm sure a lot of Tennessee fans will tell you that he can be a frustrating quarterback to root for. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. They might be better off. They might get that spark they need, man. I'm, I'm scared as a Dolphins fan who needs to win next week. That, mm. uh, a quarterback like that that can run the ball, you hope you can make them stay in the pocket and just be slightly inaccurate sometimes. It's going to be tough. I I think um, I I think given that 
that the league is a sort of quarterback bias type league. I think Justin Herbert may have locked up rookie of the year in this game. Which I think is not how you mean. I mean, I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying I think that's what's going to happen. I think after that performance, uh, I don't remember. I mean, he threw for over 300 yards, uh, which apparently was some sort of a rookie record. Yeah. Uh, oh no, seven seven games. seven games with three hundred plus yards. Plus, I, I don't remember how many touchdowns he threw, but whatever. He had a good game. He had, a, despite yeah. the fact you can't really argue tur- with it either because they touched the ball every play. So yeah, I get it. Uh, <laughs> I just think that um, I, I kind of I think this would have been a good year to go ahead and then again they're not that good either. I was gonna say Minnesota's wide receiver uh, Jeff Jefferson, but they're probably gonna <laughs> same gonna end up with the same record as the Chargers. So. It's gonna be Herbert. He's gonna they. Yeah. Give does, it to him. The question is, does Tyrod Taylor give them the same amount of uh, victories or more or less? Or it's probably about the same, right? Yeah, sure. What do you think? About the yeah. same, right? They're yeah. Probably, yeah. They might win a couple that they shouldn't have won and lose a couple that they did win. I, I would say that the only difference is, is that, you know, since this kid is a rookie, you look at him as like, okay, pretty damn good job for yeah. rookie season. Yeah. Uh, and it gives you a lot of hope for the future. Whereas Tyrod Taylor has, has already been around the league a couple of times, you know, to a lot of different teams. Um, <clears throat> I think maybe you, you have more hope for the future with Justin Herbert than you do with at, at five and nine. than you do with Tyrod Taylor at yeah, five and no, nine. Definitely. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Um, and he can, he, he bounces back from adversity very well too. Mm-hmm. After he has a tough he's, game, he comes back and then he has a good game. He's kind of um, he. It, I don't know what the word. I can't think of the word that I would like to use. I'm just going to say that he's kind of he's 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 kind of adorable, in a way. I saw the post game interview, and they were asking him about you know like how does he feel about the pressure of being a rookie and all this stuff, and he was so bubbly. He was like, "Are you kidding me?" He's like. I'm so excited. He was like, Marcus Mariota was my favorite quarterback growing up. I cannot, like, I'm still. So <laughs> I'll both went to Oregon, too. Oregon fans. Yeah, he was like, I'm fans. still kind of pinching myself that I was just on the same field with Marcus Mariota and that <laughs> and that we won and that I get to talk to you guys after the game. And I don't remember who was interviewing him, but he's like, I used to watch you guys when I was a kid. Like, he just seems like <laughs> he's really embracing the experience. And you can't help but kind of oh, like. Oh, yeah, it. it was the NFL Network people. It yeah, was like uh, yeah, he charmed the pants off of them. Yeah, it, he was, did. it was even Steve Smith, Michael yeah. Irvin, uh, and then uh, I don't know the white guy. Uh, uh, I forget who who he was, but um, some but I think white. He's a former player too. Mm. I don't know. Um, not as big of a personality as Steve Smith and Michael. It's easy to get drowned out with those guys. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. It was, it was cool to see that. I, I watched that the interview. It was he. He is adorable. You're right. Yeah. Uh, and then another uh, Saturday's game, Buffalo beat the Broncos like they stole something from them. And <laughs> <laughs> they beat the shit out of them, and it looked yeah. it looked close at first. I was like, okay, they're hanging in it. Every it's like every drive, there the Buffalo's like, but we're gonna score a touchdown. So mm. we're, we're gonna score. I mean, I have to say. I, I feel like it, it, it's neck and neck between the Bills and the Chiefs for the scariest teams in the AFC right now. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. like we've been saying for the last couple of weeks, the Bills are hitting their stride yeah. at the right time. I mean, 
Josh Allen throws for, you know, damn near 360 yards. Um, he's got two rushing touchdowns up by himself. He's got two passing touchdowns. Diggs was everywhere. Beasley was everywhere. Yeah. I, I mean, and this fucking, my favorite play of this game though, was, uh, what's his name? The defensive end, Jerry Hughes picks up that scoop and score yeah, yeah, yeah. and runs it back like a, he ran it back like a like an old school '90s running back holding on to the ball like a loaf of bread. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. I was like, what is he doing? Yeah, it was insane. I was. Yeah. yeah. Of course, I was hoping he fumbled, but yeah, I can't. If I can't. Deny, hit him, I want. It, I want the Bills to suck, and I want them to be fool's gold. But the Bills are fucking for real, man. They really are, and it's hard not to. Um, it's hard not to appreciate their fan base. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I know that they're nuts and they're crazy, yeah. but you have to respect how dedicated they are to their team and how they yeah. show up at the airport when they come back from playing a game like that. Like that's a little, yeah. you, you kind of have to, uh, yeah. They're showing, you, they're have showing, to, you know what they're doing? They're showing New York city, how it's done for real. That's that, that's that energy that they have is that, little brother energy that this big city does has too much distractions they don't understand how to appreciate their team mm. they even push their team out in the fucking swamp but we here we that's a good point. appreciate our fucking team here's how you do it new york city that's a good point that's a very good point i that probably has a lot to do with it um yeah, because even the afc east too man god <clears throat> yeah they did they did, and I definitely would not want to play them in the playoffs. I'll tell no, you that. I bet nobody does. Somebody's going to have to play them in the first round, probably. It's going yeah. to hurt. Uh, Panthers, uh, 16. Packers, 24. Who won that one? Oh, right. Uh, so, yeah, you, you won that one. You picked the Packers. Okay. I won the first one. Uh, I had the Chargers, and I had the Bills, so I won the first two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the Packers won 24-16. No surprises there. Um, Panthers kind of hung in there, though. They did, and and Aaron Rodgers did not have a great game. No. Um, but he did, and the only reason I want to mention this is because you, I know you agree with me uh, that Tom Brady is not the GOAT. I don't think he's the GOAT. I think there are other quarterbacks no. that are better than him. Yeah. Um, I would even argue that Aaron Rodgers might be better than him. i say Aaron Rodgers is better than him, yeah. Yeah. Uh, third season with 40 touchdown passes. Uh, never never been done before, says, oh, is wow. what they said. Broadcast. Uh, yeah, never been done before. And, uh, uh, yeah. and, and similar to Brady, uh, he hasn't really had – like a consistent receiving core, right? Where they both they both stand out. You mm. can't attach him like you can attach Montana to uh, to Rice, or you can attach Irving to what's his name, uh, Aikman. Stuff sure. Like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so so that's a that's another thing. Yeah. So kudos to him, man. I always thought I just love the way he plays, and he always added the threat of uh, being able to willing to step out of the pocket and run and actually get the first down. Yeah. When Brady's first downs are uh, quick sneaks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, the Panthers' D was very frisky. I think they had five sacks in this game. Yeah. Um, but luckily they had um, – I, I the real star of the game was – I guess you'd have to say it was Aaron Jones. I mean, he ran for yeah. what, 100, almost 150 yards. So, um, 
They got it done. They yeah, got it done. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then Colts, Texans. You chose the Colts, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I did. You chose the Colts, Colts over Texans. the Texans. The, Tex- the Colts did win. You got that right. 27 to 20. Uh, fun fact about this game. I, I told you about this. That We had this as part of our Super Parlay bet or whatever. Mm-hmm. We said they would score. This game would uh, produce under 51 points. And the, mm. the game produced 47 points. So we got that right. However, the game produced 47 points because the Texans almost took the uh, tied the game up, fumbled the ball into the end zone. Uh, didn't didn't this game end almost I mean it very similar to the way the game ended a few weeks ago. They played each other and the Texans fumbled. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> For a second. Um, uh, so yeah, so the uh, that was that was a that's a fun fact that that was oof, that one was one for Vegas. <laughs> yeah, this was a weird one because it looked like the Colts were going to run away with this game. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, and then the, I don't remember the the numbers they threw up like towards the end of the game, I, and somewhere in the third or fourth quarter, they were showing how many yards the Texans had in the first quarter versus how many they've had since the second, and it was like. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, <laughs> so right. somebody somebody flipped a switch. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, the Texans just aren't equipped to win football games right now. They don't have the squad. Guess who's equipped to win football games now? It, what? It, Miami? I don't the know. New York Jets. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> you? No, me. I said the Rams will win, right? Yeah, of course you did because you're not Rams, stupid. I said the Rams will win. Uh, I thought it would be closer than that. As a matter of fact, one of our bets was that the Jets would keep it within the crazy blowout they thought of 17 points. So we said we'll take the points on that, and the Rams just fucking lost it. Lost the game 23-20, to 20, even though the Jets tried their best to give it away. But uh, Jared Goff, is, uh, sometimes he gets into that feeling like, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> they look. He looked terrible. Yeah. Sometimes he looks like a a, a waiter. He, he looks so bad. Um. I mean, I don't know what the ball to the other team. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, it's funny is because. Okay, so first of all, I want to. You and I were gonna have like a little late window bourbon video thing. Oh yeah. Um. <clears throat> and you called, and what happened was is that at the moment what that you happened. Called, what had happened? What happened was that my cousin called, uh-huh. and I hadn't spoken to her in like almost a year. She's like my favorite. Okay. Like she's a, she's my only family member that doesn't vote for Trump. Like she's like a lifeline for me oh, okay. within the I family setting. And so anyway, we had been planning to talk to each other all day, and she called. Um, but the funny thing was is that she called, we talked, and so I was kind of watching the late window, but I wasn't really paying attention. And then when the call was over, I looked up, and the first thing I saw was that the Jets were up 20 to 3. I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> what is yeah. happening? Yeah. What just happened? I was, I mean. Yeah. But, you know, it's, uh, the thing that's always funny about these games, you know, and especially because, of course, the talk is now that, you know, the Jets – just played themselves out of, you know, the first pick of the draft. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of chatter about that. And if it winds up staying that way. Um, I don't believe in that stuff, man. Well, I think it proves that the players don't tank. Yeah. Um, we've said that before. And only one uh, coach does, Greg Williams, and he's fired. 
Yeah. The coaches don't tank either. And if they really want the first pick in the draft, then they can get it. Mm. Yeah, sure. They can get it because they're going to have the second or third. So you exactly. basically tell some team, hey, man, you can take Sam Darnold, who's some, somebody who's looking good at the end of the year. You can take our best defensive player. You could take next year's first-round pick. You could take this, this, and this. You give it, give everything up like how the uh, – how uh, what team was it? The Saints did for Ricky Williams. Mm. Then you oh, get wow. It. I forgot all about Ricky Williams. That guy was fun. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. <clears throat> There's a, a football life about him I can mm. strongly recommend. You know, this This all – I just hope the Jets fans are kind of okay with this. I don't, I don't know how they're going to react, but – They're going to overreact. It, all the, you ever heard New York media? That was the best thing about living in New Jersey. You get the New York media. It is fantastic hearing these people lose their fucking minds, and they never yeah. have a good team. They never have yeah. a good team to cheer for. So yeah. they're just like second-guessing everything and overanalyzing shit and everything. It's all hyperbole. I just hope they don't blame it on um, – What's his name? Marcus May, the cornerback for for the Jets, who essentially made the last play of the game so that the Jets would win. He made a beautiful diving um, bat down yeah. stop. Um, it, yeah, it was it was gorgeous. It was a great play. It's the reason why they won the game at he's the, the end. One good piece though. He's the one. If, I mean, if you want to. Get that first pick. He's one of the people. But that just you- knowing how New Yorkers are and how the the Jets fans can be, you know, it's like it, they want to blame someone. They'd be like, well, if it wasn't for Marcus May, we would have yeah. gotten Trevor Lawrence. It's like, fuck, come on, guys. Like, the guy's yeah. doing his job out there. Exactly. And then, uh, and then when they're good, he's supposed to turn it on now so that you could be happy. You know what I mean? I, like- <laughs> yeah. And when he asks for a trade, you want to be pissed? Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? When he asks for a trade because he thinks playing for this team fucking sucks, you're going to be like, what the fuck, bro? Fuck yeah, you. Cruise with some thick skin, man. You have some thick skin. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Jets. Uh, but the Rams, we were talking about them as the most complete team in the NFC. Do you still believe that? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> we'll see who that is later. Uh, Lions versus Titans. Uh, Titans beat the Lions. What a surprise. About 21 points. Was, I mean, uh, that happened to be another one of our bets. We got there, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, for the better part of this game, the Lions were really hanging in there. Yeah. Um, but honestly, you know, when you have Derrick Henry on your team. The stiff arm. Can we talk about the stiff arm? I would love to talk about the stiff arm. And I, I don't I don't remember the name of the guy who got stiff arm. But, and I don't even know if he's still alive or if he's still <laughs> six feet under. But, uh... I mean... Okay, so this is the second like kind of highlight real stiff arm of the year for yeah. Derrick Henry. Yeah. Uh, and I'd say this one was even better than the last one. Because this one, you could hear it. Like, you could hear it on the broadcast. It almost sounded like two helmets clanking together. It was like his hand was like, whack! And then the way he just drove him into the ground was like, oh! Oof! Yeah, it's insane. It was brutal. He just threw the guy. He basically threw the guy with a smack. It's weird. It's like it was like um, you ever play NFL Game Day? <laughs> NFL Game Day had this function where um, that's like they used to compete with Madden before Madden got the exclusive rights to the NFL. And Game yeah. Day was the game I had. It's more cartoonish. It's more like you know cartoonish than actual Madden, which is really realistic. 
right. game that if you held the L2 button and push whatever button, they do a super move. So, like, if you hold mm-hmm. it and do a spin, he does a crazy spin that, you know, tricks everybody. Uh, right. But if you did it was stiff arm, he pushes his arm out, and the player he stiff arms just flies, like, basically off the screen. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> he did a game day <laughs> stiff arm on him. Oh, it's fantastic. I'm going to try to find some uh, some game day, uh, NFL game day stiff arms. To, Interesting to side note on this game. Um the the Lions at a time when they were still kind of in this game, um, tried a fake punt in their own end that just went horribly wrong. Um, Who did that? The Lions. They 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 did a fake punt where they 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 hiked it to the kicker and he tried to throw it. Oh and yeah, I saw that. Sailed it over this dude's head. It yeah. was just it was ridiculous. And I think they were doing that from their own 30 yard line. And of course the Titans scored right afterwards. Uh, so I read this morning, the, uh, the special teams coach for the lions apparently did not run that idea by anyone. And, uh, he got fired this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, cause they don't have a head coach. They got well, I mean, interim head coach. Yeah, but he just, I guess he wow. felt like, well, you know, Matt Patricia's not here. I want to try this thing that I always wanted to try that Matt Patricia probably said, don't ever, no, never, ever, ever. And so he's like, you know what? Fuck it. Hey, guys, come on over here, over here. Here's what we're going to do. You're going to hike it to you and you're going to throw it and we're going to get a first down. Let's go. You know? Wow. No. Risk reward. Yeah. <laughs> High risk on that one. He gone. He gone. <laughs> uh, who picked this one? Bucks, Falcons. Uh, I believe, I believe you picked it. Or yeah, 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 yeah. You picked it. Yeah. You picked the Bucks. I picked the Bucks over the Falcons. Falcons made it as interesting as possible. The Bucks ended up winning thirty-one to twenty-seven. But at one point, Falcons were up seventeen to zero. Yeah, and then yeah. and then twenty-one to seven, right for a bit. Uh, yeah, sure. And um, damn, or no, damn, bro. four to seven. Oh yeah, because they, they, they got a field goal too. <laughs> Man, uh, Matt Ryan. This is one of my notes here, man. Matt Ryan just fell apart. Mm. He also had one of his trademark borderline field goal range sacks. <laughs> yeah, he did that, but um, the guy still made the long kick. Um. Because Young Way Kill is the boss. That yeah. guy is so good. He's the only thing that I have to brag about with the Falcons. But it seemed like he just started getting sacked at the end of the game. And uh, the one one thing in his defense was his running back kept missing the blitz. They, they ran the same blitz. And the running back kept missing this blitz, man. And Matt Ryan a, a few times didn't have time because of that running back missing the blitz pickup and that's a very important function we talked about running backs early um in this podcast um not this episode but when we talked about running backs one of the functions is being able to block you stay on the field when you can block because you can take up the third down back position that sucked man you really saw it there Mm. that uh, yeah he was just like standing (laughs) in the wrong (laughs) gap just miss oh my gosh but yeah, there was that. But then uh, Matt, Matt, Matty stats, man. I, I mean, <laughs> steady ice. I, this this game ended, and I was just like, "What do you say?" I mean, wow. 
really, honestly. Um, I think the Bucks had seven yards rushing in the first half. Uh, they only had 60 total yards at halftime. Yeah. Falcons D had come to play. Um, yeah. And even early in the third, when they finally, when the Bucks finally scored, we, you know, we answered. So I was like, okay. Um, but honestly, like it was one of those things where I think I turned to my son and I was, when we were up 17, nothing, I was like, okay, cue the meltdown. Here it comes. <laughs> uh, and it's so ridiculous and you're totally right. And how many times like Matt Ryan gets sacked for the first time in the game. How many times do I have to hear that phrase in the fourth quarter? Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it always comes in the fourth quarter. They just completely fall apart. What's wrong with running the ball? <clears throat> I, they obviously don't believe in Todd Gurley. I don't I, get it, man. I don't get I, it. it. It makes no sense the way that this team... I mean, it's just... It's the Falcons and the... Uh, I guess the Chargers, are, it, it just this season anyway, are, are pretty well known for for blowing a lead or losing close games. Um, <clears throat> the Falcons just fucking suck in the clutch, man. They just don't know how to, they don't know how to yeah. put it together in the fourth quarter. I mean, this, this there, I mean, at this point, it's a pretty solid established reputation that they have, especially since the Super Bowl meltdown, yeah. um, that this is just who they are. And That's crazy. How are you going to shake that? I don't know. I don't know how they're going to shake it either. Uh, and this is why I think I fucking throw the kitchen sink at it. Fire everyone, hire a whole new coaching staff, change the uniforms, do what you got to do. <laughs> but it, it, this is why I was saying like, bring back the red helmets and the red jerseys, bring them back. I want, I want all that. If for no other reason, other than like, Hey, the, the black Jersey and black helmet Falcons, that was the guys who lose all the time who blow it in the fourth quarter, yeah. who blow the 17 point leads. That's those guys. We're these guys. Now do whatever the fuck you got to do. Papa needs a fucking brand new bag or something like just, you know, bring Maybe they can uh, have, maybe they need to bring Kyrie Irving down so he can walk around burning sage around. <laughs> have you seen that? It before a basketball game, Kyrie Irving was walking around burning sage in the. Does arena. he really? He did that just this season, and there was a preseason game, but he went around doing it. It's, it's odd. I wonder. Maybe we should bring back the Falcon. I don't know if we still do that. Oh yeah, that was cool. That was a cool feature. Having the we Falcon come out. I don't know if we game. still do that. It's probably some animal rights people came out. Maybe Michael Vick was like, "Stop it." <laughs> I want to fight that Falcon. <laughs> you sure? We can't get that fight Falcon to fight an eagle? <laughs> you guys play the Eagles once a week and we get a nice bird fight going? Yeah. <laughs> There's money to be made here. All well, right, the uh, Eagles don't want to fight him, but we found a duck that's interested in fighting. <laughs> uh, yeah. And a goose. Just an angry goose. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jaguars, Ravens. Uh, not much to say about this. The Ravens beat the Jaguars like they should have, badly, and uh, it was their tune-up game, man. They got their, they're getting their shit together. I don't know, man. And and they could possibly sneak in there and take that division, right? Uh, you, who? Well, the have to lose two more. Okay. I I think the well, we can talk about this later, but I I think the Browns have a better chance of stealing that division, obviously. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. Although it's, I mean, it's close. We'll see. 
I, I got nothing on this game. I mean, the Jaguars are just absolutely pathetic. I, I, I mean, if I were, we were, I was texting back and forth with somebody in the, in the Facebook group. Um, and he was just sort of assuming that Trevor Lawrence was excited not to go to the jets. And I was like, Hey, I've been to Jacksonville. Uh, do. Yeah. You, you don't want to be like, at least if you're going to play for a shitty team, you might as well be in a great city like New York, you know? Yeah. Jacksonville's a fucking dump. Like, I wouldn't want to live there. <laughs> it's the biggest uh, city in America. That's a fun thing for listeners. It, so, yeah, interesting. Biggest city in America, but nobody wants to fucking live there. <laughs> yeah, the population so, is the population, low. So, Size-wise, uh, yeah. you know, per square mile, it's the biggest city in America. Population-wise, is way the fuck down on the list because nobody wants to fucking live there because it's a fucking shitty town. We got all this land. We got all this land, guys. Yeah, nobody wants to live there. Uh, so, uh, next game was, uh, the very exciting affair of the, uh, Dolphins beating the Patriots out of playoff contention and, uh, and they keep their playoff run going or Man. playoff hopes alive. Goes uh, to the Dolphins, Ravens breathing down their neck like that to win yeah. this game was a big fucking deal. And it started off iffy. Dolphins, yep. uh, went and drove all the way down the field and then Tua gets hit while he's throwing the ball, intercepted. Right in the red zone at like the five yard line or something like that, mm. and then the Patriots come down and score. The good thing the Patriots don't know how to score a touchdown. And he threw an interception in the end zone oh. early to a. That's what I just said. Yeah, that's what I was talking. Oh about. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, he, yeah. They picked it off in the end zone, and uh, Cam Newton. Damn, he looks bad. He looks really bad. I was shocked, man. He's like, he's like Taysom Hill point oh two. <laughs> he's not two point oh. He's point oh two. Yeah, Man, I mean, I'd rather have Taysom Taysom Hill than Cam Newton. I thought I would never say that. I mean, it was um, it was it, it was shocking how bad he was. No way he plays for for the Patriots next year. No Who way does he play for next year. Who? I, maybe well, he no. He should go home to where he's from. Where's he from in the U.S.? He's from Atlanta. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a Falcons quarterback next year, baby. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's from Atlanta. Um, I know that's why I said that. Uh, Bears beat the Vikings thirty-three to twenty-seven. Uh, that was that uh, was you to call that. Did, uh, did you say the Bears will win? No, I said the Vikings will win. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we thought the Bears were skidding. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it, I mean, obviously, Mitch Trubisky is playing for his next job. Um, I don't think he'll be with the bears next year. I think somebody will get suckered into, to, to picking him up yeah. thinking that, that he could have a resurgence and maybe he will, maybe, you know, it happens. Um, but the bears are a weird team. I mean, they yeah. started out what five and one, and then they went on a six game losing streak and now they've won four in a row. Yeah. Or what is that? Right. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Um, or three in a row, something, I don't, whatever. They've yeah, they were five and one, <laughs> then they made it to five and seven, right? And now they're seven to seven. Mm. Crazy. Um, yeah, I I, I gotta say, I, I I obviously was expecting a lot more out of the Vikings this yeah, year. Yeah. Um, so was I, man. I thought they could possibly give the division a run for its money to win the division, but I was wrong. 
I mean, they still have Dalvin Cook, which is great. I mean, he imagine if they didn't have him, how bad they would be. Yeah, and they do have Kirk Cousins, man. And if you have him, <laughs> you can probably be an average team. What's the? We need to think of some like. What's that like? Most expensive, useless thing that you have in your house. You know, you know what I mean? Like that thing that you thought you needed in your life that it's like, oh man, I, I spent all this money on this thing and I never use it. Uh, 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 I'll think of something. It's, it's got to be something. Uh. I don't know. But um, he's that. He's that thing. <laughs> he's the battery charger, like for your uh, yeah. rechargeable batteries, but you just end up <laughs> buying new batteries anyway. Yeah. Yeah. He fucking, he's. Yeah, he's an average quarterback, and he gets paid like a fucking... He's the sandwich maker. He's either a sandwich maker or a blender. Exactly. No, but no, it's not just a blender. It's like a, you know... Food a processor. Bl- a, a, a blender that also makes sandwiches. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's a sandwich press blender combined. Oh, yes. You know? And you bought... No, you, I know what it is that I have. Yeah. Air fryer. Uh, <laughs> ah, there you go. Once you get in the exactly. kitchen, you start finding that shit that you have. Exactly. That you so never use. That because somebody, my, I think my wife was looking at that. She was like, she's like, maybe that's something you might want for Christmas, an air fryer. Because I saw one somewhere and I was like, woman, I got oil and a cast iron skillet. I don't need a <laughs> goddamn air fryer. <laughs> you know, I got grease. You see the, you see the grease labeled in the kitchen? Yeah. I got fish grease and I got chicken grease at all times. <laughs> the hell I want to do is some air. <laughs> Does air pop, huh? No, hell no. Is air dangerous? Do you have to keep the kids away from air? <laughs> mm, hell no. Gotta find something else to blow on. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you ain't blowing up my goddamn chicken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Browns, Giants. Browns did their thing, twenty to six over Giants. I really thought the Giants would put up a better fight. Mm. Seahawks twenty to fifteen over to watch the football team. Dwayne but Haskins, honest- huh? Yeah, yeah. Dwayne Haskins. Um, what did he do? I mean, I mean, he, he- it was it was. They were acting like he was the worst thing to ever step on the field. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you had to think that he had he was abominable. Last time we saw him, he was like throw, he threw three picks or something like that, right? Mm. Uh, and he's just like, what is he doing? But this time, I think they simplified the play. It looked like they, or maybe they said it that it, they simplified the playbook for him. Mm. And they helped yeah. him out. I mean, yeah, that the defense obviously kept them in it. Yeah. Um, I'd be a little worried if I was a Seahawks fan. Yes, uh, I, I feel like the, you know, for as much as the Bills are hitting their stride at the right time, I feel like the Seahawks are not. I mean, despite yeah. the fact that they're winning, they're not winning. And they got an easy uh, schedule. They're not winning in in a very impressive fashion. Um, I'd be a little worried about them. I'd say the opposite about the Browns. I mean, Jesus. I mean, in a game where where the two headed monster didn't really do everything that you would expect them to do, Baker Mayfield was was he was on fire. Yeah, looking, uh, looking complete, man. He was on fire for the Browns. Um, I was impressed. I, I I was really starting to jump off of the Baker Mayfield train, um, but he's really. I think he's done a. I think he was smart this year 
he he's been he's played his role in the media a, a little differently this year. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he was healing it a little bit. I, I think he's trying to pull back, uh, and focus more on his game, right. um, which I think is really smart. It's it's worked out. I think I'm not saying that's the reason why he's better this year, but I'm just right. saying it. It's got a good look to it. It's like, yeah, quit, just shut the fuck up and play football. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, uh, but he's so funny. He he is funny in his post game interviews. If you ever hear him talk, he he always drops these like kind of '80s musical reference or '90s musical references in there. No, he's like, well, we don't want to hear. We don't want to be one of these teams. You know, we want to be out there just like chasing waterfalls. You know, and <laughs> he'll start like quoting like TLC songs and stuff. I don't know. He does you know? That. Yeah, we don't we don't want to be out there chasing waterfalls. I mean, you know, that's just like you play like that. I mean, you're basically just a bunch of scrubs. You know, it's not cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, that's good. He's kind of funny actually, uh, and he uh, does it with a straight face too, which is even funnier. Nice. That's why he gets commercials. <laughs> exactly. Um, Cardinals Eagles. Cardinals beat the Eagles thirty three twenty six. Um. There was a lot I had about this game, actually. Jalen Hurts looks like the real deal, man. It looks like a, a real first uh, starting quarterback. He, I, I find myself rooting for Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Um, even though I've never particularly liked the Eagles, um, I, I love his. Co- What's the coach's name? I keep. I always forget his name. Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson. It has to be. I feel like Jalen Hurts is making Doug Peterson look like the dumbest coach in football because for weeks now we've been told that, you know, they, they've been sort of whispering that he wasn't ready or he wasn't good enough and all this stuff. When they started asking like, are you going to bench Carson Wentz? Um, And his answer was, well, benching Carson Wentz is sending the wrong message to the team. It's sending the message that we no longer are interested in winning this division. Damn. I mean, Bro, if you and they still can win this division, and if they do, it will be because Jalen Hurts is playing out of his fucking mind. Yeah. What the fuck yeah. kind of shit is that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'm the sure guy, you regret saying that. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah, who knows? He goes out there the the past two weeks in a row and he's so good at like making something out of nothing. Yeah. And a lot of uh, times he's got nothing. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins on the other hand, on the other side. Jeez. What? Okay. This was one of my questions actually this week. What the fuck are those gloves made out of? <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I know, I know they, they keep talking about, well, everyone says he has the biggest hands in the league. I'm like, okay. Okay. Everybody knows that somebody wants to make a dick joke. Of course, he's got the biggest dick in the league, too. But that being said, that catch that he made, I mean, he caught it with two hands, but as he's getting, like, smacked in the face and knocked backwards into yeah. the end, he's hanging on to it with one hand, and I'm thinking, like, what the fuck are those gloves made out of? Or he's got the, super, the best grip ever. Yeah, I guess. It's got, man. That's why I like those sports science things where they look into that stuff, because I'm curious about what, how this guy does this shit. That mm. and then that uh, Hail Mary catch, and that's, that's mm. cra- this is insane. Um, one other thing that happened in this game uh, that I didn't know until we talked before we started that um, there was a little controversy about this, but I had written a note that I wanted to talk about Akeem Talib, former player, a couple years out of the league, that is now testing the waters of calling the game. And this is the second game I've heard him on. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fun hearing him, man. I was just having a good time listening to Keep Talib sound like he's one of my cousins or something talking about football. 
I love this guy. It's like Sven FL. It's like listening to Sven FL during the game. That's how I felt like. This dude just they straight sh- up dude just. No. I think. Oh, go ahead. I think every sport should have some dudes like this calling oh. games. A guy who. Um, he, he, he's not broadcast polished. Um, he speaks the same way on, on the mic as he would speak if he were just hanging out with his friends watching a game. Um, but he's incredibly knowledgeable about the game because he's played the game. He understands how it works and he he can break really good when he he plays, break down the plays just as good, if not better than any other, you know, shithead com- color commentator uh and he's like a thousand times more entertaining to listen to yeah. because he's kind of funny you know uh and i was a little i wish i could say i was surprised to wake up and see that there was some sort of a twitter debate on whether or not akib talib should be uh a color color commentator for the nfl a lot of people like him think it's like a fresh new vibe. Yeah. Um, but then of course there were a bunch of people who were like, what the fuck? I don't like this guy. He's, he's, uh, you know, he's not professional enough, you know, all these kind of stuff. And I'm just like, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, you know, and I hate to, honestly, I hate to say this, but because maybe, I don't know, maybe some people will disagree with this. In my opinion, it's just fucking racist. Like you just don't, you don't like the black guy calling your your football game. You yeah. just don't. You, you you think that you know it's the same thing that we went through in the eighties. You know when rap music became more popular. You know when white people started listening to rap music. You know white parents started freaking out, yeah. and all of a sudden Al Gore's wife is like calling a uh, you know congressional hearing to put advisory labels on rap records and all that kind of stuff because this is like you know the new rock and roll, like this is destroying the youth of America. Like what's going to happen if all these white kids start listening to rap music? Oh my God. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I man, think it was fuck. George Bush's wife, senior. Uh, no, is it, actually, Al Gore's, is it, Al it was Tipper Gore, Tipper Gore, Gore okay. who was the one who went after two live crew. It was that before he was in the white house as the, was before he was vice president. Mm, maybe. <clears throat> okay, that's beside the point. It was that famous case against two yeah, live crew. That, that's why we have parental advisories on. Yeah, I knew it was two. Of course, I knew it was two live crew. That's yeah, Miami baby. <laughs> yeah, but I think you're right, man. Sorry to cut off the rant. I think you're 100 percent right, and I'm glad you said it. And I was glad that you brought it up before we started. That you brought it up because I didn't want to say I didn't want to be the, the black dude, angry black dude, bringing up race. <laughs> but you're fucking 100 percent right, man. It's all dog whistle stuff too. When people talk about they, they don't like. He doesn't sound professional. What's professional? Excuse me. It is, and and you know, for you, whatever our listeners, whether you're, I guess most of you are Swedish. Maybe you agree with me. Maybe you don't. But I will say this in my defense, like, uh, as a white guy who grew up in the South, I grew, I grew up in. I was fortunate enough to grow up in a situation where. M- I could be aware of of the racist things that were going on around me. I didn't I didn't grow up racist like a lot of my friends did. My parents weren't that racist. I mean, they were sort of like casually racist, I guess you would say, uh, like a lot of white people in the South. Yeah. Uh, 
But I grew up around dog whistles. I know what a fucking racist dog whistle sounds like. Uh, and to me, it's loud as fuck. And when I hear it, I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck off. Go fuck yourself. If you don't like it, uh, it's the same. I have the same thing to say to those people that I would say to the people who are claiming that they don't watch football anymore since the kneeling became okay. Yeah. You know what? Since you guys stopped, I have all these friends who are like, oh, I don't watch NFL anymore because of the kneeling thing and it's disrespectful. And I tell them all the same thing. I say, you know what the funny thing is? Since you stopped watching the NFL, nothing, it hasn't changed anything. <laughs> You don't miss you. Yeah. You know what I mean? The NFL doesn't miss you. Nope. I don't miss you. It hasn't done anything to the game. Everything's fine. Yeah. So watch it. Don't watch it. Fold the flag up into a little fucking hoop and jam it up your fucking ass. Because I don't <laughs> I, we don't care. We don't care. You guys can all go fuck off. Akeem yeah. Talib is here to stay. He's fucking great. Yeah. We need more guys like him. I agree. Especially when you have uh, everybody's favorites. Everybody says the best new commentator mm. is Tony Romo. Mm. And it's because you don't like Tony Romo? I don't give a fuck about Tony Romo. Oh, well, I like watching him. I honestly agree with people that say that it, because he gives another perspective and he almost is psychic in the, uh, the things that he's saying that's going to happen. Sure. He knows all, of, all the stuff about the game. And Aqib Talib brings the same exact thing, but he just says it in a different package. Because he's yeah. so smart about the game, he'll break down instead of breaking down the offense, he'll break down the defense. And it's sure. and and he studied offenses as mm -hmm. a, a top corner for yeah. multiple teams. Mm -hmm. He's giving you this perspective that is great. He just says it differently because he's he's just a dude that ain't, ain't media trained. I think this is the wave of the future. I think this is I the where, where it's headed. And I think that I, I think you see it a lot in the podcast world. My favorite hockey podcast is a podcast called Spit and Chicklets, where you have these three guys who are just like talking shit and they're not broadcast guys mm. and they curse 500 times per episode. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, people want a real experience. Like yeah. we don't, we don't need this fucking media train broadcast guy. Yeah. Uh, certainly not at the color commentator spot. Yeah, we've seen it. We've seen you it, know? man. We got the Joe Bucks. We got Joe Buck is going to set it up for the commercial break. Sure. Let me get the dude that's going to break it down from a player standpoint that knows some of the players out there and what they talk about for real. Like, I like that when he when he's talking like that. And I agree. Not, you can hear him trying not to cuss. I love that shit. <laughs> and and he brought that dope-ass Aqib Tlaib with that dope-ass fucking checkered suit. <laughs> I mean, that shit was on point. He was Where's so he from? on point. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I gotta see where I looked him up the other day, but I he's played for. I mean, he won a Super Bowl with the Broncos. He's right. played for a couple of different teams. Patriots. Uh, but the thing that's so perfect about him is that you can hear in his voice. You can hear that he's part fan, part analyst, and part like player, min, minister player, and also like kind of all in for like you know, uh, minister of keeping it real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's, he's such a real dude. Yeah. That's how it was when he was playing, snatching people chains and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love a keep to leave. And he's a big corner. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I thought he ush I thought I really credit him with ushering in this new thing about a six foot over six foot corner. Cause I don't yeah. remember many before him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could be wrong. I don't know. Whatever. I, I just went on a long rant about a keep to leave, but that that really got me going this morning when I saw that article about people who 
who were whining like little bitches about him being on TV. <laughs> I'm going to run through the final three scores quickly because yeah. uh, we're short on time now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Chiefs beat the Saints 32-29 in a, in a fun game. Might have been was the game a of the week. Um, Drew Brees is back. I don't know what else to say about that game. Uh, Drew Brees we, sucked. Yeah. No, I know. I'm just saying he's back like he's back. He's in back, the but he there. sucked. Yeah. He sucked ass. Yeah. He was so bad. <laughs> he was terrible. But uh, uh, I was I was watching Mahomes in the game. Mm. And uh, I don't know what to say about this guy, man. Sometimes it's... <laughs> I mean, if if I was if if I was a fan of the Chiefs, I would be drool like so happy in ecstasy that yeah. this is my quarterback. He's so good at extending the play. Oh Nobody, my god, so good. And it's a different type of extended. It's a different type of extending the play. It's not like uh like Michael Vick extending the play. Mm. This is like extending the play and knows. It's like it's almost like there's somebody radioing into him, telling him what's <laughs> happening downfield while he's running around. Mm. It's it's weird. It's almost like he's talking to the other players at the same time. And that throw, like, and that and that perfect, perfectly placed pass to Miko Hardman in the end zone for that fucking oh, just God. perfect setup for that toe drag swag. Yeah. And it it's seems like, like uh, I don't think he was throwing it to Hardman. I think he was throwing it at the uh, the cone, like the the what is yeah. it called? Yeah, I can't even remember what it's called, but um, pylon. The pylon, yeah. He was throwing it at the pylon. Looks like. Mm-hmm. Because you can see the ball was probably going to hit the pylon if he didn't, if he doesn't catch it, if there's nobody there. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I'm thinking that's what he must do. He probably throws the ball at places on the field, and it's like, well, you got to go get it, uh, wide receiver, because I'm putting it where it needs to be. It's insane the precision. Oh my gosh, I can't say enough real. about this dude. And uh, however, I don't think they look like the most complete team in the uh, NFL right now. Right now, I'd, I'd say the Bills look like the most complete team. I agree, but the Chiefs still continue to be that team that you just be an idiot to bet against. Because yeah, the, I mean, he's yeah. got, it's the wild card. It's like the fucking uh, the colored Joker or whatever. It's and called. it's not just that. <laughs> the it's, big I mean, Joker. It's, they got the big him. Joker. It's him. It's the creativity that they have uh, with their play calling. That pitch play that he threw to Kelsey. Man, you know, I never seen that before. That's because no one's ever done it before. Never and seen it before. And I saw Andy Reid talking after the game. They said, where did that come from? And they said, it was just something that that he and Kelsey were trying in practice. And he said, I asked him, I said, they, they asked him, how'd that play get into the into the playbook? And he mm-hmm. said, oh, it was just something they were goofing around with. And I said, hey, uh, Pat, how, how do you feel about that play? Does it feel good? He's like, yeah, it feels good. He's like, okay. Boom. Read, man. Talk about it. Talk about He's like, the... keep it simple. He's like, we just keep it simple. If if it feels good, then we do it. Talk about the twilight of your career getting a, a gift like that. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. he was doubted so much. He got some good quarterbacks in his time. He yeah. had Donovan McNabb, a young McNabb. He got the second uh, version of Michael Vick, which was still really good. And then he basically got run out of Philly. Mm-hmm. And he gets Alex Smith, and they still, you know, they make he maximized what you came with Alex Smith to the point where Alex Smith is legless and still uh, <laughs> playing football. <laughs> and now he gets Patrick Mahomes as like, here you go, take this per- perfect quarterback and do what mm. you can with him with this brilliant offensive mind. It's insane, man. And he's over here mentoring Eric Bieniemy to terrorize the league for the next fifteen years, whenever he's a coach. Mm-hmm. 
That's what I'm. Yeah. Uh, a game we got wrong um, is the 49ers Cowboys. Yep. Uh, 49ers lost 33 to 41, somehow giving up 41 points to the hapless Cowboys. I won that one on the flip them and pick them. Um, yeah. My only thought on this game was that it reminded me of my childhood. All those, I just remember <laughs> all those great games between the 49ers and the Cowboys. Yes. Uh, it felt like one of those games for the most part. Yeah. I mean, because a lot of those points that, that, I mean, the score looks more lopsided than the game really was yeah. because they, they, you know, they scored they on the kick. kick yeah. and they had that other one. Um, but this was a fun, fun football game. Yeah. It, it gave me that warm feeling I had when I first got into football as a kid, watching the 49ers versus the Cowboys. It was good. Except for the talent level is different. No. Correct. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, though, I didn't see anything that looked like Joe Montana out there. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, uh, then, uh, the upset of the fucking week happened last night. Uh, I don't know if you got to see the game. I watched it by now, and uh, the Bengals somehow beat the Steelers by ten. Well, I can tell you how they beat them. Well, turnovers at the beginning. They got a lead, and then the Steelers just couldn't do anything. Yeah, you know, Big Ben, porn addiction, too tired from jerking off. You know, (laughs) couldn't hold on to the ball. Like he just kept dropping the ball. Uh, and they kept giving up the ball in their, you know, deep in their own territory. Uh, th- you know, this, what the fuck? I don't even never, wh- what's this kid's name? The guy who played quarterback for the Bengals, Ryan something. Oh, uh, uh, I, I don't even remember. The guy only had like 70 yards passing in the whole game. <laughs> Cause he didn't have to throw it that far. Cause every time he got the ball, he was on, yeah, on the other side. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was, uh, what the fuck is happening to the Steelers oh, on, I mean, it's been they just peaked, a. Cl- they peaked at week seven. <laughs> That's what it feels like. They peaked at week seven, and now they're just on decline. They lost that linebacker, and everybody's like, "Ah, that's a big part of defense." Then they lost another linebacker, and now it's just like they lost one of their big linemen too. Actually, I forget which one, but there was one. They had one the guy who plays defensive end on the right side. Okay, I forget his name. He went down with a. Like end of the game, non-contact injury, busted his uh, ace. Um, I forget his name, but yeah, that was a big loss for them. Yeah, so, I but fuck, know, man. I yeah. my it was so funny. My daughter was so excited. I told you, my daughter decided she's going to be a Bengals fan a couple yeah. of years ago, yeah. back when they lost every game. Um, and for some reason, she stuck with it. So, you know, kudos <laughs> to her. Yeah, shout out to her. That shows you how it's done, man. And then there's people out there that still can't pick a goddamn team. I know. So. I know. <laughs> I know. It's true. Man. Uh, so that's the games. Uh, we can look at the playoff picture real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we could do a fan. Well, I would say, like, one last. If I, okay. So normally we do, like, a shit got learned thing. Yeah. Honestly, the only shit got learned for me that I really want to talk about is from this Steelers Bengals game. Okay. And what I learned is that uh, Mike Tomlin needs to have a chat with Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, about this whole fucking dancing on the other team's logo thing. Um, for those of you who don't know, Juju Smith-Schuster has his like TikTok account, um, mm-hmm. and he's quite popular on TikTok. And he does this thing where he does like a fucking TikTok dance on on the other team's logo uh, in the pregame warmup, right? And so some people are like, "Oh yeah, it's funny," and some people are like, "Oh, it's disrespectful," but. He got absolutely fucking lit up in this game 
uh, I mean, is one of the best, uh, one of the best hits of the year. Just clobbered Juju right after he made the catch. Juju fumbles it. Of course, the Bengals go on to score a touchdown. Okay, so what he needs to learn, he needs to learn something out of a out of the hockey playbook. Okay. If we have listeners who I imagine we have several listeners who are hockey fans, you must know hockey culture or maybe you're hockey nuts. Maybe you even played. Most hockey teams have their logo printed on the floor in the locker room. And most hockey teams, if you step on the logo at any point while you're in the locker room, you get uh, you get fined. Oh, wow. Bucks, thousand bucks, whatever it is, like depending on what level you play at, you're going to get fined for stepping on your own team's logo. And you damn sure aren't going to go out and disrespect somebody else's fucking logo. Uh, wow. Because you step on somebody else's logo or fuck around with somebody's logo in the NHL or any kind of minor league hockey, you're going to get your fucking head knocked off. And Mike Tomlin needs to pull him aside and say, dude, because honestly, what happened to him against the Bengals, it's going to happen to him every week if he keeps doing that shit. Every fucking week. Somebody's going to try to kill that guy. Yeah, for likes. On the f- Doing yeah. that for likes, too. It's like, what, what's the problem? And that, that just makes me want to fucking throw up in my own mouth. I hate influencers. I hate Juju Smith-Schuster. He needs to take that TikTok account uh, and fucking, you know, go dance on something else. But don't. It's fucking disrespectful. Yeah. It's disrespectful, and I'm glad that somebody finally almost took his head off in the process uh, to teach him a lesson. Yeah. Um, I hope it happens every week. <laughs> every week. I'm here for it. Man, I'm glad we found your passion. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like a, it's an unwritten rule. You just yeah. don't do it. It's logo decorum. Yeah, bro. <laughs> um, well, here's a quick rundown of playoffs. We got right now. It's Chiefs, Bills, Steelers are the one, two, three spots. Uh, and then Titans, Browns, Colts, and Dolphins. Uh, with the Ravens and Raiders looking in. Um, so Dolphins got to keep keep winning, man, or hope that the Colts lose. Mm. Uh, so that's what it looks like in the AFC. So the that Browns means- have a chance to take over the Steelers' spot. The Steelers are playing the Colts. Uh, and somebody I can't remember who else they're playing, but there's a real chance that the Browns could could leapfrog the Steelers for the um, yeah. for that division. And the Steelers are uh, are now third, and that means that if the Dolphins go to the playoff, if it started right now, they will play the Buffalo Bills first. Oof. And the Steelers, that is n- the Steelers will play the Colts. So maybe the Steelers lost on purpose. And then uh, the Browns will play. Uh, the Titans. Mm. Yikes. Uh, on NFC side, uh, the Packers are first. Mm. Packers, Saints, Seahawks, Washington football team, Rams, Bucks, and Cardinals with the Bears, Vikings, Cowboys, Giants, and Eagles all. Look at that. The whole a- NFC East is just uh, available because they sh- they're all shitty. Uh, yeah. But they all have a chance of winning the division. Yeah, exactly. That's the only reason they're all. Oh man. Uh, so if it started today, Packers got a buy, of course, and that would mean the Saints will play against the Cardinals. That'll be fun. Interesting. Uh, the Bucks will play against the Seahawks, and the Rams and the Washington Football Team will play mm. each other. That's a fun playoffs. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. NFC is going to be fun, man. AFC, too. Uh, this is going to be a, I like this seven-team uh, thing. Yeah, me too. Nice. Um, so that's the playoff picture. That was our uh, re- reactions from this fun week of football. You had a origin story you wanted to go through, right, before we leave? Mm. Yeah. So there was a um, – first of all, the interaction has been great this yes. week. Uh, it's great to see what everybody's eating, what everybody's thinking, people posting their fantasy picks and all that kind of stuff. It's been very cool yeah. uh, to see. <clears throat> um, but my favorite origin story – and you know, for me, it's my favorite because I, I guess, because I could relate to it a lot. Uh, I'm just gonna read it. He says, "Growing up, I had a hard time with family and stuff. Also, being a teenager is not always fun, right? Of course, uh, which made it hard for me to handle silence. Uh, so I always needed something to be on the TV. At that time, it was How I Met Your Mother that kept me company all the time." Uh, the nights weren't easy to handle either. So I needed something to do. And that is when I found football. The first game I watched was Vikings Packers. And because of my love for Marshall and how I met your mother, he became a Vikings fan. Um, the first year I watched, um, he watched a lot to get into it. And the coming years, I almost only watched the Super Bowl a few years ago. I met my girlfriend and introduced her to NFL. And now we never miss a Vikings game. That's awesome. So, so thanks to a pretty bad TV show, I'm awake at nights watching Vikings lose, but also I found the passion in my life. Uh, thanks for the pod, guys, and I love it. The reason why I love this story is the same reason why I pointed out your buddy Ken's story as well is because it has this kind of personal touch to it. You know what I mean? And for me, uh, I could relate because I also had a pretty shitty childhood and I went through a long stretch where I had the same problem. I couldn't deal with silence. Uh, and, and, and I needed, I didn't sleep much. Uh, and, and I needed something to be on all the time, whether it was the radio or, or, or TV or something needed to be happening all the time. I don't even really think it was until I met my wife that I started to get over this. Oh, wow. Um, and a lot of times I couldn't sleep in my own bed. I would mostly, I would sleep on the sofa I just couldn't close my eyes. Like I had a hard time when I would close my eyes, I would see things that I didn't want to see. Uh, and I could really relate to the story. And I love that you could find for me, I guess, you know, part of what helped me through that time period was, was aside from being a, I I think I went during this time period, I wasn't much of an NFL fan. I was mostly watching college football, but I watched a lot of hockey. Uh, and, Luckily, there's always a lot of hockey on because there's so many teams and there's 82 games in a season. The mm-hmm. season goes on forever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I love that 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 this guy has found some peace in his life thanks in part to becoming a fan, uh, sadly, of the Vikings because they're always going to break your heart, <laughs> sort yeah. of like the Falcons. <laughs> um, but I think it's really cool. I, I, I like this story a lot. And I think uh, – yeah, some people. So for some people, sports is a you know it's just a fun thing to do. But for yeah. some people, it's, uh, it's you know lot. it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it can be more than that. Yeah. You know, I mean, it can be so much more than that for some people. What was his name? Uh, First name? Uh, Johan. Johan. Okay, so we got a Jakob and a Johan. Yeah, man, typical. A, yeah, that was uh, that was really cool, man. Hmm. 
I like that. I also don't like silence, but I always attribute that to being a twin and always having like a playmate. And I just yeah. don't like being by myself. So sports being on in the middle of the night that does that does help, man. I, I do. I, I I'm okay with silence now, but I think it's now that I'm now that I actually am like sort of a like a I write for a living. I'm a you know a professional screenwriter. Not a big deal. Not a brag. Just saying. <laughs> um, <clears throat> But now I've gotten to the point in my life where I've learned to, I've learned to live inside of my own thoughts, yeah. uh, in a way where I make them instead of them working against me, I, I figured out a way to train them to work for me. Now, um, nice. so now I now I crave the silence. Oddly enough, okay. Um, but I do still have times periods. I go through periods where I don't sleep very well because my thoughts get out of hand. Uh, but yeah, okay. if that's a problem, I usually wake up in the middle of the night and I watch highlights of either NFL or NHL or something like that <laughs> I guess. until, until I can't sleep until I can't stay awake anymore. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for that origin story, Johan. Uh, mm. and hopefully more people write them in. We got, we got a few in the bank anyway, but I want everybody to write in their origin story, man. Um, mm. Uh, it's, it's been fun to read and find out how people fell in love with football, man, and and, and with their team if they have a team. <laughs> so. Some of us don't even have a team. <laughs> One of us. One of us. One of us in this world. <laughs> He's. I really hope that he doesn't think that we're picking on him. We're just breaking no, your ball. He seems like he got a sense. Of he seems like he understood. Yeah. yeah. Uh, All right. Well, uh, we'll be back. We're gonna take a. Uh, we're gonna take a break, but we're gonna come back with another episode. Christmas is coming and all that stuff. So, uh, everybody, by the time you hear the next episode, Christmas will be over. But uh, we'll talk about that too. But uh, uh, Merry Christmas, as we say in the states, and uh, Go Yule, as they say here. Uh, yeah. In Sweden. Uh, yeah. And we'll uh, we'll we'll be back on Friday with the predictions for week sixteen. That's over. right, because we got games on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, so we'll holler at y'all later. This has been uh, John the Rollins. Give me Zara. Uh, we'll uh, see you next time. Peace. Later, y'all. <laughs>